Benton Newman, Zach Allen Kelly, and Jason Entz. Welcome to Soccer City Radio. I'm Benton. I'm Zach. And we are live from the soccer ball. Yes, yes, here, yes, we are. We're uh, in a little technical difficulties getting things set up, but we're here ready to go. The, the soccer stars of Louisville are starting to roll in. Seeing quite a bit of talent walk through these doors. Anyway, yep. seeing quite a bit of players, uh, current and former. Yeah, I've, yeah, absolutely. I saw Mr. Scott Goodwin coming in. Team the South Bell Choir. Yeah, I don't know if you saw this, but when Kyle Morton came in, his wife had a denim jacket that said Mrs. Morton on the back. I thought that was a fun little touch. Pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's wearing off uh, their nice, uh, their nice uh, get up, and a lot of people are wearing the, the fun sneakers and stuff like that. Not really my, not really my bag, but uh, I have I a pair of purple chucks that I wear to the games, and that's about it. In the sneaker department. Are you wearing, I, don't, I didn't even check. Are you wearing this? No, I, they didn't go with the smoking jacket. <laughs> There you go. Yes, and you guys can't see Zach, but he's wearing a very loud jacket with a bow tie. He looks fantastic. I promised I would wear the loud jacket. I could find. I just got my normal wedding attire. A lot of my friends are I, had to, I had to do it upright for soccer prom. I know, I know. I almost got a bow tie. That would have been a lot of fun, but it didn't. So, very excited for tonight. It's going to be a really cool event. I got to scope out the uh, the whole um, inside venue because we're just kind of right on the outside. Of right, we're right on the outside of the purple carpet. Yeah, and it looks really cool in there. I'm very excited to kind of see everything in action. Um, but, yeah, we're really looking forward to it and hoping to raise a lot of money for the foundation, which is going to do a lot of good in the community for all the soccer uh, growth and development that the foundation is trying to accomplish. Going to rub elbows with some of the big wigs. Yeah, yeah. Make a few dollars. Uh, I got my little uh, number raiser thing for the, uh, for the final auction. How much stuff do you think I should should come home with. I think that will be very useful as a fan. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be holding that number up. Are you saying I can't afford a lot of this stuff, Zach? Look, I already blew all my money on this jacket. <laughs> I got to ask for more money when we do this next year. <laughs> anyway, we got a, got a quite a bit to talk about tonight. Uh, you know, Maybe we'll get some players joining us all later in the evening as the soccer ball um, commences as people continue to roll in. But uh, have a few matches discussed. Racing Louisville had a win on the road and Louisville City had a Bit of a heartbreaking loss, and unfortunately, I don't want to bring down the mood of the night. No, man, it is a joyous occasion, so we're going to start with the fun stuff. No, yeah, we're going to start with the fun stuff, for sure, for sure. And, uh, well, you know, before we do that, let's let's start with some other fun things outside of the match. First news. Yeah, we got some news. We had uh, had a call-up for the U-17 World Cup squad for for Morocco um, on the racing Louisville side of things. Uh, uh, Amir... Mamari, Mamari, am I saying that right? Amira Mamari, Mamari, yeah. I apologize for the pronunciation, but congrats nonetheless. I know that Elle Sanchez has gotten a lot of the attention in the youth racing department, but she's certainly uh, deserving of attention as well. It's uh, no small feat to get called up for for a World Cup squad of any age. It is incredible how quick they have spun the academy up to full speed. Exactly. And I was thinking about this on my way over here. The cool thing about the academy is, like, there's so many different pathways to becoming a professional player. And, you know, some players are ready sooner than others. And, and maybe that normal collegiate trajectory might not be for everybody, you know? And they might want to just dive in the action sooner. And this is going to offer that more of that great to give them options. It would be yeah. even nicer if the league gave them actually that option. I was going to get into that, yeah. And, and, <laughs> We miss uh, Jessica Berman comes in. It's town. really great for we'll all of the, the little city players yeah. in the academy. The, the women's side will eventually get there, but yeah, the NWSL is hampering that one a little bit. But still, this is great experience for a young player, and I'm really excited for her. And, uh, you know, she gets a lot of playing time and does well. Yeah. Yep. And in other news, Hillary Beal, uh, one of Racing Little's goalkeepers, um, 
is off on a loan to Australia, who they're just now in their preseason, I believe, going to be uh, be starting their season soon. Um, so I know they they've been trying, I think, quietly behind the scenes to get some of these goalkeepers some I think some loan action. I mean, because we got what three on the roster. I mean, when we when the team signed the fourth keeper, I think we could have imagined that probably a loan was in the works. Yep. Yep. So um, you want to talk about racing global? Yeah. So. We had we we had a fun game, Bitten, Finally! Oh my gosh, yes! And I, you know, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you guys. A little little pessimistic entering the entering the match. I don't know. I, I was not feeling good. It's a road game. It's Angel City's last game of the season. Yeah. So you know it's gonna be packed there. They've I think they've led the league in attendance this season. They've got like nineteen thousand. So it's gonna be like a big environment, a, a big game. And it, we know the last time they had a big game, it did not go super well at home so that that was not making me feel better but I was completely wrong to have any worries because they came out and played I think the best start to finish game they've played all season maybe I mean that's the best they've looked you know and, and the nice thing I guess you know the the silver lining of being out of the playoff picture is they can play with a sense of freedom and I think they even had commented on some of that recently when, when asked about being outside of that is that they don't have that pressure, and I think maybe for some of the young players, that's what they needed. They needed a little bit of reduction of pressure to, to get their best performance. And um, so, and the, I mean, that point, one nice thing is, is that really hampered Angel City's uh, efforts for the playoffs because we they maybe were, knocked them out of the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they were kind of in a very tight spot, very much fighting for it. A win would have done them wonders, but that loss really hurt them. They're not officially out. But I think it's, it's outside up there. Like I think it's outside <laughs> of their control. Last time I kind of looked at the pool, they, they are on the outside looking in. They they need results from other teams yeah. this weekend. We know how that feels on the whole city side now. Yeah. Ouch. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it's it's the first time they've scored three goals in a game this whole season. Has it really? Yep. Oh, that's a sad statistic that I didn't. I wasn't tracking on. Or it might have been on the road. I saw that mentioned. So you know what? I, know. It might be on the road. I saw the tweet you're talking about, and I think it was rectified to be on the road. Okay. Okay. I feel a little bit better. I'm like, is it really been like that? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just a great overall performance, and particularly, and I, I think come from behind victory, I think ever, definitely this I mean, season. Yeah. I mean, and then Amina's goal at the end. Oh, whoa! <laughs> Someone already said this, and I'm just stealing it from them. But Amina only scores bangers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Somebody needs to tell her that you are allowed to get some easy ones sometimes. Yeah. And, I mean, speaking of her, I mean, she was subbed, in, uh, she was subbed into the match, if my memory serves correct, right? At yeah. the appropriate time. That's the part I was going to bring up. It wasn't an 80th-minute substitution that we had been getting. I think it was more about 60, which is normally what you kind of expect for something like that. Yeah. I, my my thought is, I mean, season, we only have one game left this season, but next year, Ekic should be – either the first 60 minutes of the game or the last 30 minutes of the game every game. That yeah. should be the substitution plan with a player like her. I mean, honestly, I mean, we talked about this before. Hasn't she earned some starts? I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we got a little bit of hometown bias for her, but I think some well, of the numbers suggest she's been playing a lot more these past three games, and, like, you can't argue with the results. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and I guess another – I don't want to bring things down, but I guess one thing we kind of failed to mention earlier is I think it was – Officially confirmed that Nadia Nadim had tore her her ACL. Absolutely brutal. Poor by I mean, in that in that After previous match, whole season. Yeah, it was uh, in the previous match about twenty minutes in. Like she immediately started waving at the doctors. I mean, she's a veteran player that knows her body. 
and she's a literal doctor. When you see something like that, your mind instantly goes to a bad place. You're all praying. That wasn't going to be the case. And I believe it happened a year and a week from when she did it last year. So right around the same time of the year, too. I mean, I guess I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, but I believe the first time she had that injury, it's the right. Like, this time it is the left. Oh. Not the same one. Is that is that more good or bad? Would I, you rather re-injure the same one or injure a new one? I, I would rather not tear my ACL. I know. I, that's, that's, I, that's I think they're both bad in different ways. I think I think probably re-injuring the same one means you're just going to have trouble healing and it might not ever be back. But I, you're also, now in your rehab, you're going to be favoring the one that you're returning from injury on. Yeah, next year. It's just, it's no, it's, there's no good. I was looking she's for a fighter. I was looking like, for a silver lining. If anyone's going to come back from it, it's her. Yeah. She's already, I, I yeah, I, she's already committed <laughs> to working her way back. So, yeah, I, I, I expect that she's probably going to shoot for the same timeline. Like, like we mentioned, it happened about the same time of the year. Yeah. So I, I think, uh, you know, she's going to want to prove that she can come back from it. Yeah. I, I think you probably expect around the same timeline. Yeah. 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 She's, I mean, she's a monster. She'll, she'll recover, but, uh, she's hey, a doctor. She knows how these work. I think that one nice thing though, is there didn't, there wasn't anything malicious. There's just kind of, I kind of a freak accident a little bit. I mean, I know last time she was a little, uh, a little salty at the other player. That was kind of part of rightfully. So yeah. Yeah. This time there was none of that. So, I mean, that's a, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> I'm reaching here. There's nothing good about an ACL injury. Uh, it's, it's all bad. It's a long, a long, rough rehab. It, it, and to do that two years in a row. But, yeah. Not yeah. So, we got one more match for Racing Louisville. It is thankfully a home match. Very excited Love about that. Love not at home. Yeah, we'll be closing out against Kansas City on Saturday. Make sure you get your tickets. Be there to support the team. They're playing with freedom right now. They're coming off of a big win. Feel good? I'm, I'm feeling confident now after after that win. Again, that, I think that sense of mental freedom that they well, have. I mean, it's going to be – it's a big game for Kansas City. So they're going to come in, like, looking to win that game. That, I think they have a – potentially have home playoff game on the line for Kansas City. They um, So they're going to be needing to get a result. So it should be a good game. It definitely matters uh, for them. And I think, I think we've seen that Louisville likes to play spoiler – yeah, yeah, I'm hoping that's going to be the case here. And one cool thing, as you might have seen this posted around Twitter and other forums, the commissioner, Jessica Berman, is going to be Fan of coming. the pod, Jessica Berman. Yeah, yeah, she re- uh, she liked our tweet. She about liked, our, our, liked the tweet with our interview with uh, the Act last Yeah, week. check it out on bombismarados.com. And thanks for staying at Louisville for hosting that, by the way. But, uh, yeah, Chidiak was a lot of fun to talk to. But, yeah, Jessica Berman liked it. Don't know if she listened. We're going to assume that she did, and she loved every second of the conversation. <laughs> But after this weekend, yeah. But she'll um, she's not only going to be intense in the match, but she's going to be meeting up with fans beforehand. So if you want to talk with the commis- commissioner, meet at the goal lot at five o'clock. A bunch of fans going to be in attendance. I think the we'll, um, Blue City Tailgaters, their big band's going to be all set up. So it'll be a fun little, be a good meet. little pregame fun action going on. You can on. hound her with all your complaints about the league. You got to do it in a nice, respectful way, though. You want to win her over. You don't want to make her an ally. You don't want to ask her questions her. about her favorite local podcast. Yeah, she's the incoming commissioner. So all the problems that you saw of her in the past. She's not been part of that problem. She can be part of the solution. That's how you got to phrase it. Winner over. You can yell at her about Ellison. <laughs> Killer kindness. I know I plan on asking about a, a homegrown system for our, our young players that have an opportunity. We'll do, we'll do good cop, cop, bad cop. 
I'll come in there. I'll come in there hot, and then you can be re- the reasonable one. Oh <laughs> uh, man, what, what she's going to think about that for that? But um, yeah, it's going to be a good fun time, and uh, I can't wait for it. Sad that the season's already over. I mean, it's feel like it snuck up on us. Yeah, quick year. Yeah, yeah, sure it was. So, oh, oh wait, I do. Uh, we didn't really cover all the goals, uh, but we got Angel Angel City. Let's talk about They went up. They went up early. I, I got a question for you, Ben. Yeah. Does, does Opta track belly as a body part you can score with in the in the statistics? I'm glad you asked that because they actually do have an other category. Oh. Uh, we gotta we gotta petition them. We gotta add we gotta add torso goal. They have the different like legs and the and the arms, and I don't think their chest is um, defined. But aside from those, there is some sort of like other. I guess <laughs> that kind of bounce, bounce off the back or whatnot. So and we we don't always do our player of the match, but I just wanted to give a shout out to to Jalen because I think. That is the best game that she has played for racing yeah. this season. Like she, she looks like the player I think everyone expected her to be coming into the draft. And I think this is the first. Uh, she we've seen glimpses of it all year, but I think this is the first like full start to end that we have seen like the potential she has. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Real I kind of feel I kind of feel bad for somebody like her because they have such lofty expectations yeah. when they come in. It's like she's a rookie, we forget that sometimes. So like, she's only going to get better from here on out. And I think this is kind of yeah. glimpses that of what's going to be more regular in the future. I think I think we saw a glimpse of of future Jalen in that game, and I'm very excited for that next season. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Well, tell you what, we're going to cut to commercial break. When we get back, we got some Louisville City news to talk about. And uh, maybe we'll see if we can find a player or member of the staff. We'll flag somebody down. Yeah, yeah, there's just people milling about. That's the fun of this here at the soccer ball. So stay tuned to ESPN 680-1057. We'll be right back. Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. UPS is hiring day sort warehouse workers in our Louisville, Kentucky hub. Our warehouses are team settings where everyone truly has each other's backs, and we work together to deliver what matters to customers and communities. We're paying $20 an hour and offer great benefits, including up to $25,000 in tuition assistance. Eligibility begins the day you're hired. Shift your future, shift your team, shift your life. Visit upsjobs.com to apply. That's upsjobs.com. Make the shift, make a difference. You're listening to Soccer City, powered by your Kentuckiana Toyota dealers, right here on ESPN Louisville. Welcome back to Soccer City Radio on ESPN 680-1057. I'm Zach. And I'm Benson. And we are here at the Soccer Ball. Soccer Ball, yes. Downtown here, we got all the soccer talent. Coming. coming at you live, going down the purple the, carpet. Yeah, the purple carpet. I like that. That was a good got, touch. Got a bunch of racing players arriving. Yeah, we saw Amina and the crew walking by us before Roger closing out that last segment. I see them get, um, get to have fun and get out. You know, I like I like seeing everybody. Everybody's duds for the evening. <laughs> but we, yeah. we can snag anybody. I want to ask them who they're wearing. <laughs> I was thinking about that as well. I'm gonna go full. I'm gonna go full red carpet reporter. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll probably bring somebody over later. But in the meantime, we got some little city stuff to talk about. One thing I'm, I got, um, I was able to attend. There's a, a season ticket member, a Q and A session last night. Um, 
um, at the stadium had players like Brian Ombi, Kyle Morton, Amadou Dia, um, Oscar Jimenez all, all joined in. It was a lot of fun. It was a really cool evening. I know this, uh, you know, the emails went out to the season ticket holders and there's only limited space. I'm glad I was able to see that email come through when, uh, when it did. But it was a fun time. You know, got to eat pizza, chat, and hang out with the players. Uh, Lance McGarvey was emceeing it. It was a good fun time. I hope they do more of that. He is also emceeing tonight. Yeah, he is emceeing there as well. Yeah. I told him to come by and see us, but obviously, you know, he's got, he's got work to do in there today. So we're going to get him on the show eventually. I keep bothering him every time I see him. I think I'm scaring him away. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I guess we got to talk so about how, how did the Q&A go? Anybody, anybody give them any hardballs? Uh, there were some fun questions what? asking about Kyle Moore. Like, what's his favorite bag was? Blueberry butter. But he prefers donuts. They asked about bourbon, and I got particularly excited because Amadou Diaz's favorite happens to be my favorite, Woodford Reserve Double Oak. Mm. Very nice. That stuff is fantastic. Uh, so it's fun hearing those references. You know, there, were a lot, there was a lot of kids in attendance, too, and they're asking questions kind of along the veins of, like, How'd you get to become a professional? It was really cool, like just getting getting to see that engagement. And yeah, little kids getting to look up to these players and kind of seeing that they now have that pathway to a professional rank. It was, little, it was different when those guys were coming up, you know? You had to know people or be in the right place at the right time. Now these academies get you a lot more of that exposure. Yeah. So it was great. It was fun. So I think uh I think we have we have we may have flagged on a player to to come over and and say hello. So, just a second, Ben. Do they they see where we are? Yeah, okay. I got him. Looks like looks like is it Murray? Yeah, we got Satara Murray coming over. Yeah, it's live radio, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the best we can. Uh, what was the any 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 real oddball questions to catch them off guard last night? Um, no, I think some of the ra- um, random ones come off there, like uh, like the bagel question oh, and whatnot. That was a good time. How are we doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing are well. You good? Welcome to the show. Thank you. So who are you wearing? H&M. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, I literally I came very last minute for my outfit. Uh, we were on the West Coast all week, so you don't have time to do much. But uh, You're working. Yeah, get are working, doing our thing. But, uh, yeah, but I'm excited. It's good to be here. So, how much fun was that win? Oh, my goodness. You guys have no idea. It was so cool. I, you know, I think... And the city, everything in California is like Hollywood, right? So it was really cool. But um, but playing in front of that crowd, that environment, that atmosphere was unbelievable. And of course, you know they have to, they're going to work on They're obviously fighting for playoffs, and I think for us it was we wanted to spoil that moment for them. Yep. Um, and we yeah, it's, it's fun to play spoiler. It is, it is, and you know what it is. And I mean, you come in kind of like the villain, you know. And I don't think anybody really expected anything from us. So um, to go in there, kind of with this, we don't care. Not that we don't care, but like you know, we're just gonna come in. You know, mess some things up and have some fun with it. Nothing to lose. I was going to ask about that. We were kind of speculating about that before. Since you guys are unfortunately outside the playoff picture, does that take a little bit of weight off your shoulders for our pressure and let you play maybe a little bit more freedom or a little more ease? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think this really right now is just like the train for next season. Honestly, I think this is like the foundation that we're trying to lay out and not to kind of build on to for next season. And so if we can get things a little down, but, you know, last three games, obviously we want to get support was probably within the greatest. But we want to get the English in our last game this week uh, against Kansas City. Hopefully, continue to keep building off what we've done for the last few weeks. Yeah, hoping to end on a high note. Nice uh, home match. That's going to be a lot of fun. Now, how are how are you and the rest of the locker room feeling head, uh, heading into the off season and next season? Do you guys feel like you're you're leaving off on a good good jumping off point for for next year? I think so. You know, uh, it's a young team, so just like anything, I, I think you know the girls who first year was this year. I think they're probably going to be looking forward to next season a little bit more, seeing that they now have the first year under their belt. 
um, coming with a little bit more experience to help map a new uh, class coming in. And so, uh, yeah, I think everybody's excited, you know, especially if you can win against Kansas City. They have already clinched their, you know, they the playoffs. So if you can beat uh, a playoff, you know, you know, championship contender, I think that would be a really good segue going into the season. Now, one thing I, I kind of, I'm always interested in is, what do you do in the in the off season? Do you have some sort of like specific uh, like regimen to kind of uh, I guess focus on a specific area? Or is it about maintaining? Do you just kind of kick back and relax and let your body recuperate, or was it, what do you what do you specifically do? Yeah, well, I'm coming back from back to back seasons. So before coming to racing, I finished at Bristol in England and came straight into another season. So for me, I'm going to take these first three weeks off just chill. Uh, no, being a typical athlete, we don't completely rest. Like we're still working out, lifting all that stuff, but maybe not soccer focused stuff. So for the most part, uh, we get like a couple weeks off to kind of just, you know, do some other things, you know, you can do our time off and then we get right back into it. It really is about maintaining, um, you know, and then coming into the preseason really prepared and ready to run running. Do you have any fun off-season plans? Are you going anywhere cool? Or? I am going back to England uh, to go visit and uh, then, you know, just hang out with my family this season. You know, I haven't really, it's off season, I haven't really seen much of them this year. So, Go back, you know, enjoy my nephew. He'll be one in a few weeks, and then uh, just check out my family. That's it. That's awesome. So, are you excited about the event tonight? Have you had anything like this anywhere else you've played before? I haven't. I was just talking to the girls. I was like, what is this? Like, I've never been to anything like it before. I, I think the closest I've been to was like a scholarship donor banquet when I was in college, and that was years ago. So, I haven't been to anything like this. I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to meet some new people, you know, network and get to know other people. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It gives you guys a chance to relax a little bit and have some fun. And it's also raising some money for a good cause. I'm really happy that they've gotten the foundation off of the ground. Uh, have you gotten to interact much with the uh, the academy players? Not at all. Uh, well, I think before I came in, there was a little bit more interaction. Uh, you know, there's been moments where we have, but I've been away with my national team and stuff. But I think there is a lot of interaction between us and them. Uh, me personally, I, you know, some of the girls like Ella Sanchez and, you know, uh, you get to know them a little bit better and so on and so forth. So there really isn't much that I've been a part of since I've been here, but I know that there's a really good, uh, a good building between us and the academy. Probably it gets a little hard this time of year with the school schedules. You guys are more earlier in the day. They, they're coming in later yeah. after school and whatnot. Yeah. And some of them do have to come to play with us every now and then. You're lovely. You know, they're young kids, but they're always wanting to grow and learn. And if that's the best sort of people that we want in our team. Of course. Did you have any sort of, like, opportunities like that when you were that age? Honestly, no. <laughs> like, not at all. So it's really cool to see this sort of stuff happen now. It's really good to see how much soccer has progressed to allow, you know, the next generation to kind of really start that building from an early age. You know, if I got that when I was their age, I don't know where I'll be right now. I'm in the class. So it's really cool that we get to that. Yeah, they, what was the path like when you were coming up? Is it basically like high school and then college and it, then after it, that? It is. So you play high school, obviously you play high school, soccer, club soccer, and then it's like college after that. You know, now with like the academies and so many other intricate things with like club soccer, youth soccer, it's so much different than when I was growing up 10, 15 years ago. So it's really cool to see how much it is, but it's also really cool to see how much of a foundation they are building for the next generation. So by the time they get to this level, they'll be ready to go. I might be putting you on a little bit of spot on this, since I apologize in advance. One, I, one thing I think the fans really are wanting for the NWSL, some sort of homegrown system. So players with, with the talent who can play now like are able to go directly into a team and not have to maybe go to college or, or go through the draft. You as a player, do you have like any concerns about sort of system like that? Like I, my, my viewpoint is, is that there's probably not that many where it's not going to like nobody's going to be that many people are going to be coming after your job but I don't I'm just I'm curious from your perspective you know what I, I used to kind of have an issue with it early on when that whole conversation kind of started yeah. early on I was like well are high school kids really ready to be in the NWC I mean you have the example like Olivia Moultrie who plays for yeah. Portland you know she 
had that whole lawsuit against the NWSL and she now plays. Yeah. And we better get her last week and she's as big as me. And I'm like, okay, she's like 17, you know? Yeah. So I don't have a problem with it. I think if girls really are ready and they are ready to make that next step, why stop them? Yeah. Um, I'm, but I'm also, on the, on the other hand, like I'm a huge advocate for going to college, getting a degree, kind of having that as well. So it's like, you know, if there's both sides to it. But I think if you're ready, you think you can play in this league, you can play at this level, why not? Why should you stop? The USL has like a two-way contract sort of deal. I'd really like to see something like that or some sort of protections in place so that girls aren't making that leap too early, you know, then all of a sudden they're not college eligible, you know, something like that. But anyway, I hope they figure out something like that. So do you have any more questions? Oh, thank you for somebody. Yeah, we appreciate it. Oh, we have fun tonight. Thank you. Yeah, enjoy the evening. All right, thank you guys. All right. So Tara Murray with Racing Louisville. Always fun to chat with. He's seeing all the big smiles oh, on the racing players. They got the lights. Oh. They got the fancy lights on now, but oh, they got they one of those spotlight going. Yeah, they got one of those like little 3D like picture display things. Yeah, I'm trying to describe something with my hands while we're on the radio. It doesn't work out very well. <laughs> yeah, the crowds are rolling in. So we've been avoiding it, but I feel like we do got to talk about. We got to we got to talk about because it's really important. The Memphis match. I, we knew it was going to be a big match going in there. They were. It was a tough match last time we played them, but it was at their house. And we got the job done on that small field with all the red cards that were shown. How many were shown in that one? Two very similar yeah. games for as different as the fields are. <laughs> Unfortunately, yes. I mean, they they came out. They weren't intimidated. I get the impression, Bitten, from watching these two games that the players on Memphis and the players on Louisville do not like each other very much. Yeah, yeah. You could you could read a few lips uh, here and there and uh, and based off some of the actions. Um, I know one thing that's, that's kind of come up that wasn't super clear is that after the match, the discipline report came out, obviously. We'll get to We'll talk about more in a bit. Tyler Gibson got a red card that he's out for three. He's going to be suspended for three games. But later came out that Corbin Bones also suspended. It's not clear to me if it's one or multiple games. But the reason for it is about 20 minutes in, the first bit of chippiness was with Corbin and shocker, Philip Goodrum. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Surprise. Yeah, right. And uh, I guess he bumped him in and so Corbin kind of, that kind of shoved at his face, and the ref didn't see it, so no cards came out. But if you were watching the uh, the broadcast on TV, there's a, uh, um, I mean, they made it, uh, the announcer made it pretty clear that it, it should have been a red card, there. yeah. So we got a little little lucky, and I mean, I have to be honest, I I kind of agree. <laughs> I mean, I would have been pretty offended. It was a real world slap. It was a soccer slap. Yeah, yeah, it's just a shove. It was a shove the facing. We got away with one, but the sparks were flying early, and I mean. The second half until the end, they did a pretty good job of like of things didn't get out of control. But that first half, there was a lot of chipping. It's not thought the ref could have did a better job of uh, kind of containing that. You know, yeah. could have laid down the wall a little harder and a little sooner. And I thought Louisville looked good early. I mean, the game was chippy. It was getting a little out of control. Fight that, yeah. Louisville had good chances early. Uh, I think it was like the fifth minute. Michelusa had a really good shot and. We just very nearly scored off the deflection. Harris, yeah. Harris was running in and was like five feet in front of the, the goalie when he deflected it, and it yeah. went like under his leg. Yeah, it was, a, yeah. it was a close call. But I mean, Memphis had their close calls too. They even they had one hit off the woodwork. It's how scary. Definitely looked like the first and second place teams in the East. It for sure did. Yeah, very close encounter in the first half. But honestly, the second half they weren't. I don't feel like they were as strong. And I'm not even saying that from like the goal scored against perspective, but they just didn't seem as sharp or, or Memphis started to figure things out, which is weird because largely Louisville City has been a second-half team. Yeah, I thought we were going to play on the big field and tire them out. <laughs> I guess it did not work. Yeah, it didn't. They, they had a good game plan on there. I mean, we did uh, 
we did score our goal early on, get up early, but it's disappointing to see that lead slip away. It was, uh, I think we scored in about the 48th minute, Wilson Harris. Shocker, right? Yeah. And then they scored about the 60th minute. Uh, you know, nerves starting to happen. And by – I mean, they were getting chances. It wasn't like a fluke victory, but both of those goals were balls that really probably should have been cleared out of that box. There's a lot of weird – ball hanging around too long in the box, taking a weird bounce, players losing track of it, not yeah. getting a clean clearance. Like, a lot of woulda, shoulda, coulda. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, it's not like there's some sort of free shot where they buried it in there. Just really, you know, like their shot was like through the crowd. Just a tough one, you know? Like, they just they didn't get the ball out of the box. Right? That was the problem. Yeah. And, uh, you know, up until towards the end, it really it, it had draw written all over it, it felt like. I mean, they were just going back and forth, and there wasn't much separating them. But, gosh, and the, and the, then everything happened. Uh, and the that depth. is one of the strangest into a game, I think. I've yeah. Ever seen well, first city. it started with a corner kick that was pretty arguable. The crowd was pretty incensed by when that was happening. They take the corner. Nothing immediately happens from there, but kicked around. The ball stays in the final third, but that's where they got that. Uh, they uh, they got that last opportunity. You know, Kyle Morton kind of coming off of this line, going for for that loose ball, and with, with him out, they kind of crossed it over and and got the header in to score the. The winning goal, like the 95th minute. Pain. So painful. Sharpie was right on. Like, he just barely missed, just barely missed clearing that ball off. It went right by his head. Yeah, so painful. I mean, they go celebrate. They kick our flag into the stands. They go to reset the play and the kickoff. And, I mean, I don't know if they even kicked the ball. It just basically turned into a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right from there. And what's disappointing to me is, they knew going in it was going to be chippy and that the Memphis players, for lack of a better term, they sucked. They were just very mouthy. And they and, let it get to them. Yes. They, you know, something can't but, let it get to Something you. between Philip Goodrum and Tyler Gibson erupted. Goodrum took a push at Gibson's face, and he did the same thing back. All he had to do was he not this, do that back. This very rare double face slap, double red card ejection. <laughs> what you know, pains me is all he had to do was just take it. And, I mean, it's easy for me to say, but in the heat of the moment, like, I would just sort of hope that, you know, a veteran player would have reacted differently. So, I mean, he did the same. He got I re- can't say just, I would have acted differently. I don't. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just I'm just upset, okay? <laughs> but, uh, you know, so he got a red card. Well, now, one thing I wasn't terribly clear on is a second Memphis player got a red card within all that that sequence. Because, obviously, all the, both teams came together. And there's a lot of pushing each other. What happened with that other Memphis player to get the red card? Did you after all of that? No clue. I, I, <laughs> I think, uh, like we said, the, the Memphis players have mouth, so I think probably something happened <laughs> that the rest didn't like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably could have called in a number of fouls on that one. So, anyway, where does that leave us now, Zach Master? Yeah, you're yeah. right. And, and their defender. He had been warned earlier, so it might have been just like a last straw thing. Yeah. Uh, I think he might have already been on the bed. Crap, so. So now where does that leave us? We we lost, and all of a sudden, Memphis are now within two points of Louisville City, but they have a game in hand, meaning Louisville is out of the driver's seat. Yes. If, if Memphis wins out, they, Memphis controls their destiny. If they win out, they're going to win first in the East. And I, I'll tell you what, I didn't see this coming. I, I kind of rode off first in the East. You know, I didn't, I didn't think we did coming into the game that a draw was – the absolute minimum necessary result from that game. I thought, that, and I, that they had to at least get a draw. Out of I that thought game that they would do that. I didn't see them losing out at home. It is just a bit of a shocker. And 
you know, going back to the Q&A earlier, I remember Amadou saying that they they had a long talk yesterday while looking in the mirror. And, and, and to a certain point, he, he admits that I think some, like some members of the team like, probably become somewhat complacent. Which I, I think it's kind of easy to do when you're a just steamrolling teams. Yeah, with that success. And it's hard to stay grounded. And for long stretches of the season, Danny Cruz has done a good job of keeping them from getting that way. But it's, it's hard. It, it's, it's a hard thing to do. And now, uh, now we find ourselves well, in a pretty precarious spot. It just feels like they've, they've, had, a, they've had a great year. But it, it feels like every time they've had the opportunity to like really put some space and, like, really take a claim to that first-place spot. That's when the team's been unable to get results. Yeah. There, there have been they, – they've played great. Like, it's hard to argue with where they're sitting right now, but it definitely feels like like we've had a, a couple weeks where it's like, man, like a result there, and they would have really put some space between them and everyone behind them. And I think that now not adding that space is, is coming back to bite them. Yeah. Yeah, and then – also, I know we were very eager and, and anxious to want to win that that, that win the win the whole thing. You know, get to accumulate the most points. That's pretty. I think that's pretty much not no it's still anymore. Statistically possible. Statistically possible. Much like racing, Louisville's playoff chances were up until a few weeks ago. No longer. So probably not going to happen, which is disappointing. But there's still an opportunity to break the wins total, to break the points total. So it's still very much. A historic season for the club because, you know, unless they totally bomb from here on out, they're probably going to reach those benchmarks, which is awesome. I mean, it's already a high standard here, and so for them to exceed it in terms of points and win total, heck yeah. I'm excited. So we got to remain optimistic, got to remain positive. A lot of work ahead. Next match, though, it's going to be an interesting one. On the Very road important. against Rio Grande Valley FC. Del Toros. I'll lay down. Take your coffee order. Yeah, I had to very much think about it. I always want to, like, invert that. Like, at least the abbreviation, I always want to invert it. What's going to be tough about that? We've never played them before. We don't know what they look like. I love playing new teams over in the West. I don't want to do it right Play now. right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't do it right now. That's the problem. And while, although they're only seventh in the West, that's a tight fight in the West. That I don't, like, they're not a, a I'm going to air quote, seventh place team right it's here. It's NWSL situation over in the West right now. Yeah, very, very tight, very slim margins. Um, so, you know, anything could happen. If you look at their numbers, I'd say they're, they're coming in hungry, though. Yeah, very hungry. Definitely not going to be complacent this game. Yeah, their playoff, hope, their playoffs hope in general are not solidified. They're in, they're in right now, but barely. Um, but if you look at their statistics, they seem to me kind of comparable, like goals for and against wide to Pittsburgh. So that's kind of the level I'm putting around my mind. A good, like, a good, solid team. And one we haven't seen before. And that just that keeps bothering me. And one thing I just realized I don't know about is, do you know anything about their pitch? Is it small? Is it big? I don't think it's a baseball field. No clue. <laughs> I know they play on a soccer field. Yeah, a proper soccer field. I mean, field. it's a soccer field when they're playing on it. It might be a baseball field other times of the year. I know I've caught some matches of there in the past before, but I can't remember. It's H-E-B field, head like that, grocery chain that I'm not really that familiar with. I think it's deep. Didn't Jogo play there before he came here? No, he played for North uh, North. North Texas, Texas then, yeah, and uh, um, in League One. There we go. Yeah, yeah, but you know, same state. And Texas, Texas. <laughs> basically a country. <laughs> Small state. They're all, all those places are close together, right? Yeah. All right. Well, good time. So, all right. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to head credit to commercial break before we uh, close out the show. We'll talk a little bit about what's going on here at the soccer ball. So make sure you stay tuned here to ESPN 680 1057. 
tired of eating the same homemade meals over and over again? Want to switch it up? LocallyOwnedDelivery.com safely brings the restaurants to you. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner, they'll bring it to you. Delivery.com delivers some of the finest restaurants in Metro Louisville. Miss going out to eat but still want to support your favorite restaurants? Delivery.com has got you covered. Use promo code ORDERNOW for $10 off your next order. Sit back, relax, your meal's on its way. Delivery.com. We bring the restaurants to you. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're locked on Soccer City, powered by your Kentuckiana Toyota dealers, right here on ESPN Louisville. Welcome back to Soccer City Radio. I'm Benson. Back. We have two guests with us. We got Wes Sharpie and Lance McGarvey. Nope, you're in and out. What, 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 <laughs> I just came by to say hello to you guys. You're looking good, Zach. Thank good you. Person. Man, awesome. Man, how are you? I'm doing great, man. We were giving you a hard time earlier. I'm like, I think he's dodging us. No, no, no. I was in rehearsing a little bit. And he said, hey, this. And I went, oh, my gosh, it's almost time. He said he tried to come over, and you did. Yeah, I appreciate I that. Hello. But give that man a better attention because he's been awesome this year. We will. Yeah, we're going to grill him and see what's going on. Right, take care, Lance. Take care. Lance McGarvey, MC and former host. Great stuff for all. Probably better hosts. Yeah, better hosts. <laughs> We're the backups. We're the replacements. Wes, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Everyone's all dressed up, looking good. So it's a, it's a fun night. I'm having a good time. Who are you wearing? Who am I wearing? I feel like that's the question you have to ask at these kind of like events. Like a character or something? <laughs> I've been called James Bond in my outfit. All right, his James Bond outfit. Yeah, you do, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you got the vest. I didn't even see the vest too. Oh, black vest, black tie. West over here. It's kind of the full. The full nine is what I got going on. Very, very dapper. The black tie going on. Yep. So it's late in the season. How are you? Like, how are you physically feeling at this point? Do you kind of get like worn down? Like, this is a long season, or what? Are you? You do at this point, or yeah, you you go through waves. I think this is the part where you you're trying to really be in tune with your body. Like you have uh, minor injuries. You know, for me, it was my growing a little bit, but thankfully, it's getting stronger. Uh, but I think this is when we really start to lock things in. Uh, I'm feeling good personally, mentally, physically. So this is when it comes down to us uh, needing to perform and win games. So I'm excited personally. This is the best time of the year. Uh, you know, it's fall. The weather changes, and you know, so it's it's a good time to be at Louisville. Yeah. It's got to be nice to not be playing in that heat right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very nice. It's, it's always a struggle in the summertime to grind it out. It's part of it. But it's I, when the weather changes, I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> now, this year, the back, uh, the, you know, the back line goalkeeping, the whole defensive package has been pretty outstanding. I mean, you guys seem to have, like, a good chemistry and things going on. That, uh, you know, yeah. did things kind of quick, pretty, uh, pretty quickly for you guys? But, I mean, you got new guys in the, in the mix now, like Amadou Diaz, Manny Perez. I think it, it kind of gelled quickly. You look at uh, T, he's a, he's a very experienced player, so I think that really helped to kind of bring in it. He, he does a lot of the details well, what would it be tucking in with the back line, and, and, and Manny's been great, and he, even there's other guys that come in and play, but I think the back line has done a good job with whoever's needing to play to do, the, do a role right, and then behind us, you know, we've had most of the years Kyle and, 
his communication and his presence and goal is, is we really feel it as a back line. So it's, it's a fun uh, group to, to play with. Now, I, I can't I, – I didn't really fully understand the effect of a vocal goalkeeper until I started playing in my old man league, and boy, does it help. So yeah. I can't imagine if you have somebody uh, somebody like him back there guiding you. So, I mean, I hate to bring up bad news, but, I mean, the, you know, the Memphis loss is pretty, you know, stunk for, for everybody involved. We felt, and I'm sure you guys are probably even more heartbroken than, than we were. Um, I guess kind of what were the conversations like, uh, you know, in the practice over the few days to – to not only get, learn from that match, but also get prepared for the next one. Yeah, that's the toughest part about tough part about sports because you know you're gonna have stuff like that. I think that's what makes it really entertaining. Uh, it's it's really hard to go through as a fan, as a player, for everyone part of the team because I think our club just really wants to win, maybe more than others, and we're almost not even used to it. And we're still in a good position. And yeah, that loss was tough, but. Um, you know, we went back into work on Monday, and it was just really about focusing now on the minor details of things that maybe we, we haven't been noticing, but now we're really trying to spot it out, what can make a big difference in a game. And, it was, it's, you know, it hurts. It still hurts, but it's, it's part of it. And the good thing is it, it wasn't at a time where it ends your season. So, you know, there's, there's still a lot to play for, and there's nothing I really think to get down and, and lose confidence uh, about for our team. Yeah, so uh... – our next game is against Miragun Valley. It's a team we've never played before as Louisville. How, how do you prepare going out to play a West Coast team like that where, you know, the team's not played them, it's going to be pretty unfamiliar. What's the prep like for a game like that? Yeah, I think that's where uh, Louisville does a good job, whether it's uh, Danny, Simon, Scott Butnick, our, our whole staff, or even the front office with Gary and maybe James getting involved. But uh, they do a good job with film, breaking down uh, – teams like this, especially when we haven't really seen them that much. So, you know, we've been going over that film and seeing their tendencies and, you know, RGV is going to be an interesting game because it's actually a really good field, you know, and we don't really see that uh, in the USL on the road compared to Lynn Family Stadium. So, um, but they're a good team. They got some pace going forward and we've just been kind of studying that uh, really in the film room. So that's where it really comes down to learning these other teams and how they play. Now, I know the professional soccer world seems to be kind of a small one. A lot of people seem to have intersected at one point or another in their careers. Anybody on their squad you have previous familiarity with, or is it all brand new to you playing against some of these guys? Uh, it's all pretty brand new. I know they have one player who played at my university. I didn't play with him, but I, you know, I'm a proud alumni of University of South Florida. So I know he's went there, so I always respect players that come out of my, my school that I've went to. Um, so I know after the game we'll like you know talk a bit and, and share like some quick stories. Um, but that's about it. I don't really know anybody else on the team, so it's a lot of new faces. It's gonna be certainly an, an interesting matchup, and it kind of makes me nervous. It's, I mean, they sit seventh in the table, but like you look at their their numbers, they're a good team. It's a tight tight race out there. Yeah. So so we're here at the soccer ball tonight. It's kind of a unique event. Have you have you had anything like this anywhere else you've played? And and what's it like? I guess to to get to have an event like this near the end of the season, uh, you get to dress up nice, get appreciated by the fans. I think it's great. I think any business, corporation, sports, you know, foundation or club that we have, it's so I think it's very important to do something like this because we can all come together at the end and you know we see everybody throughout the office, front staff, we all work together all for the same goal, so I think it's a good time to appreciate one another and, you know, like my, my dad for example has his business and he does something similar at the end of the year, but this, this blows it out the water, you know, so I almost want to text him and laugh at him a little bit, 
but no, all jokes aside, it's fun. I, I'm really enjoying it, and it's nice to see everybody in a more relaxed uh, setting, you know. Yeah, I thought you that bar raise. Yeah, bar raise, Pop. I didn't, I didn't know what to expect when I walked in. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is yeah. really nice. Yeah. So I thought I, I knew, heard cocktail tire. I didn't know if you wore my tire or not. Glad I did. I yeah. felt bad if I was underdressed. Um, <laughs> one thing I like to ask about is, have you had much of an opportunity to work with any of the younger players within the academy system? Um, unfortunately, no, not like on uh, me as like a coach, but like when the young, the academy guys, when they come to train with us, the ones who are, whether they're signed with us or who just train uh, at the moment, uh, I do like to help them out in any way I can. It's, it's, it's tough to do that because, you know, you want to be hard on them and you also want to take them on the side after. But I think you can see the success already that the club's done with some of these, these younger guys and, and all they need, I think, is just it's important that they have a personality, and a lot of them do, and they, they got some bite to them. Um, you know, you can look at Josh and Carlos coming through, and Elijah, I mean, there's just, you know, and Seba. It's, just, it's, it's cool to see, and I love seeing them out there and, and trying to help them because not just me, a lot of our team has a lot of experience, so it, it, I think that helps younger guys tremendously. Now, I mean, how cool is this, like, what, what we have here, this setup, this opportunity that these players have? I mean, did you have anything like this when you were growing up? Or what, what did your pathway to the professional rank look like? No, no. <laughs> I laugh saying it because uh, it was just, I mean, depending on where you lived, I lived in an area in, in Tarpon Springs, which is outside of Tampa, Florida. And, you know, I, I, at the time, I bounced around. Like, I was playing at one club, and then, I, I went to another club and then another club and then the USL, no, the U.S. Developmental Academy started. So I played for Clearwater Chargers, but it wasn't linked to a USL team. It wasn't linked to a MLS team. So I had to do my best to get scouted. Like I remember me and my dad making a, you know, a resume portfolio for myself and he would hand it out at these, these games we played. So it, it was a different um, setting and, you know, I didn't get the chance to play with a professional team until I, I literally signed for one. So it's just, it's a lot different, and uh, I guess it's, it's great to see. So, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. I'm really happy that we we have it here and that these players have the opportunity great to give all these kids like an opportunity. And I think it's going to be really good. I mean, for the team, but also just for the community here for the for the sport. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, so yeah, raise hopefully we raise a lot of money for the academy. But uh, Wes, we're going to let you go so you can get back and enjoy your evening, go mingle with everybody. But we really appreciate your time. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, it was yeah. Wes Sharpie. Defender for uh, for Louisville City. Glad we got to to chat with him. It's been a fun, it's been a fun night. I'm really excited uh, to to get out there and mingle myself. I'm ready to get some uh, free food. <laughs> of course, of course. So yeah, raise the money for a good cause. They got a lot of silent action auction going on, and I believe some of it was online. I saw a link for that. I don't know if that was just beforehand, but uh, we get to we get to see a speech by the doctor. Oh yeah, Doctor Scott Goodwin. You think it buzzed a little bit that he's no longer the only doctor to play for the organization. He still lays claim that he's the first, and he's also went to Harvard. Like nobody, he's not jealous of anybody. Eh, Harvard boy. <laughs> uh, so, so it's a good time. Uh, again, hope a lot of good money is raised for the academy. They're doing a, or the academy foundation. They're doing a lot of uh, a lot of great things here in the community, and I'm really happy that we get this uh, have this going on within the uh, the soccer ecosystem. It's gonna be fun. Anyway, we've been Benton and Zach with Soccer City Radio live from the soccer ball. See you guys next week. Yeah, we'll catch you guys up at Bombas Marauders.